I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did you hear what Dumois said? Who is it? Can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about on Dumois. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week on Do You, we're talking about Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, James Corden, Celine Dion, BravoCon, George Clooney, and so much more. We're discussing all of this with podcaster and stand-up comedian Jared Freed. Let's get started. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl. <laughs> I know. It starts with a capital D. Yeah. That's DoorDash. <laughs> Did you know you can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just... Order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working. Continue in the newsroom. Mm -hmm. Never have to leave the newsroom, basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want. Exactly. Which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the <laughs> truth? Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail. And more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
I am recording with Dumois. Okay. Wow. Do you speak French? No. I went to France. I went to the south of France. Uh, <laughs> over, the, <laughs> over the summer, it was it was fun. The, the the water was beautiful. I enjoyed it. The beaches were nice. I mean, the food. You know, it's not France. It's not Italy. It, it's somewhere in between. They give you radishes with butter. I, I was like, what? They gave me a bushel of radishes. I was like, what do I do with this? Yeah, you've never had that before. I've been. I've received radishes in New York. I, l- yeah, I started laughing hysterically. I was like, because I tried to like look. You know petite and hot and French and sexy. And I was like, give me the radishes. And then a whole bushel came like they took it from the ground. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, my God. I was like, give me French fries now. You know, wait, are you single? Remember when somebody saw you making out with somebody and they reported it to my account? Wait, I didn't even introduce you yet. I was going like, to get into this. You, That's my biggest okay. credit. I have a feeling Dumois and I uh, let me tell the audience, I can't see them. Um, but I, I have a feeling you're less French, more Northeast Jew. So I, I feel like we have a connection. <laughs> um, well, no comment on that. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying I, I just by, I can, I, and let me tell the audience, I have no idea. I'm just looking at a blank screen and I'm so happy to be here. You're my biggest credit to I'm telling you. Well, I think that I tried to hide my accent also when I'm recording my podcast. So mm. talking to you might make my accent come out more. I bring so, yes. the Jew out in you. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the podcast um if you haven't already figured out who our guest is it's comedian new yorker no bostonian i'm i'm new bostonian yeah i'm by way of uh, boston i I grew up uh, in needham outside of boston and i moved oh my god i love you even more now the Uh town is like my favorite movie oh okay i thought you were gonna i don't i don't want to give away any information about you i i feel like I'm I'm like uh, this is very cool. I thought I told you before. I thought you were gonna come on with the, like the marshmallow helmet, like, except oh, the God, helmet no. would be like maybe a bagel. So I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I don't hide my love for Boston. And yes, I okay. do have like a special connection okay, to good. that area. Mm-hmm. I'm not from there, but I don't hide my love for it. But I do love you even more knowing that you're from Boston. Um. But yeah, so just in case anyone missed it, I would say how many months ago did I get the sighting of you? It was during the summer, for sure. I was making out at a bar. Somebody (laughs) sent in a sighting of Jared, and the sighting included that he was making out with somebody at a bar. did Did they identify who it was? They did later on, but not... Not specifically. I was specifically mentioned, but I, I knew who it was right away. I was like, oh, OK, yeah. Um, and I was like, that's hilarious. And you don't understand, do you have you you literally had. So, you know how many people were like, you've made it to me. <laughs> that's so nice. When am I going to make it? <laughs> I wish somebody would tell me that. You got to reveal what town outside of Massachusetts you're from, Newton, probably. Um <laughs> So <laughs> Newton, Sharon, I don't know, one of the other. So I, 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 um, um, that's the second time you've mentioned me on your Instagram, uh, sightings. The first one was hilarious because it was Tyler Cameron was at our live you up show and we went to a bar afterwards and they, someone took a picture of him or something 
and they were like, who was he with? What young woman was he with? And what what model with, were they with? And then it was just, no, just Jared Freed. And it was like a picture of like him looking down like seven inches to short chubby me. You know, so it was really funny. So that was the first time. And then the second time you poured it on me making out at a bar, which I was and happily so. And, um, you know, the person and I, we laughed about it, uh, you know, together a little bit. And then. The funny part is, is, like, you're bigger than you think. You've made it into mom world. Do you know that? Like my, I love that. My mom left me a voicemail. I think I posted it and I tagged you. And the voicemail was like, like, my mom was told, my mom's friends in Boca, uh, of course, all knew, <laughs> who, all knew you were big but had no idea what you were. So it was like that mom call of, like, she was calling me as if I should mail her the, the, the article from page six. She's like, send me the article. Come on. I heard you being written about. Want, send me the article. I want to see it. Send it to me. I'll put it in the scrapbook. Like she was going to hang it up. Isn't that amazing? Yes, but I have a confession. Please. Those two times were not the first time you were on Demois. Oh, really? You were a blind item. You were a blind item. Can I tell you what it was about? Please go ahead. Are you going to be embarrassed? Um, probably, but it's it's okay. Uh-oh. It's sexual. Uh, he came quickly. I can tell you what it was right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Oops. That wasn't that. I never come quickly. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it was that you liked a certain sexual act. Oh, really? Ooh. I don't want to embarrass you, but can I say it? Well, I like a little finger in the butt during a blowjob. It was that you like to get pegged. Well, I don't like that, but I like a finger in the butt during the blowjob. Maybe that's what it was. And then Mm. the rumor, you know how rumors snowball. Sure. So it could have been a finger in the butt and then it snowballed. By the time it got to me, it was full on pegging. I mean, I've said on my podcast, I've said I've had no issue with that. Like I love I've referred to myself as the Rosa Parks of male ass play. I well, I mean, listen, a lot of guys do like it. Yeah. Right. So if you're open to talking about it, then yes. I mean, I'm I to me, there's to me like all like sexual exploration with, you know, with that stuff, whatever. Like, let's let's talk it out as long as you can, like, trust the person you're with and it's fun. But, you know, to say I don't like it. I like, you know, I've had like a toy in my ass while having sex. Like, that's been fun. I, I but, you know, my mom's going to listen to this. So I, I try to keep a little you know, classiness to the conversation. It's a finger in the butt in the blowjob. I didn't know there was a rumor floating around about me. Yeah, it was a it was a blind item. It mm. said like New York City comedian likes pegging. This is old. Like, wow. and I have to say a couple people wrote in and knew it was you. So wow. I feel like there's a rumor going around certain circles in New York City that you like to get pegged, but I'm glad that we cleared it up. So it's not a full on peg. It's wow. just like a finger, which is finger. Fu- whatever. I've had a little, a little, uh, you know, a vibration in the butt. Like, I mean, I don't think that's anything to be embarrassed about. To tell you the no, thing. not at all. Oh, there's but. no shame. I'm just letting you know that the first time you were on Demois, it was a blind <laughs> that's item. Hilarious. Yeah. So you've been on three times. Three and times. More I'm than glad I've been we pegged. cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we cleared up that rumor and the blind item was revealed. I already feel like we've accomplished so much. Um, but let's get in to the gossip of the week. I received this really, really weird message. Okay. And 
it's not, you know, this isn't just inside information that I've received. It's a TikTok going around, but I want to just quickly talk about it because I want to know if anyone knows it's true. Mm. Somebody messaged me and said, Celine Dion's son fathered a child with the daughter of one of Celine's late husband's illegitimate children. Oh my God. I don't, I don't, um, like, I'm not even smart enough to follow. Like, that's like when someone's like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, that's like when someone's like, it's my second cousin's cousin's friend. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't know where I am anymore. Like, all of a sudden I'm outside and I'm like, how did I end up here? Like, I, I get so confused by that stuff. Well, I had to read it three times, but I think it means that it's his half sister. Oy. I mean, yeah, not not good for the country of Canada. No, <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a good look. No, <laughs> no. Bad look. Um, their, their mascot has been besmirched. We're gonna stop making cousin fucking jokes about the South. We'll be like, no, that's a Canadian thing. <laughs> Listen, I have a, a lot of Canadian followers. I don't know if they'll they'll appreciate that, but I just want to know if anyone else has heard this. I have no inside information about it. Um, I just want ask like is this a known thing i mean this person said that they heard from somebody in vegas um who worked at a casino when you hear a story like this like i hear a story like that i'm like ooh, i want to stay away do you know what i mean like i i i'm like oh i feel bad for everyone involved you know what i mean um, how do you feel yeah. when you get a story like that like i i i understand like this is this is your world and i'm just stepping into it but i i do wonder like how do you feel about like getting that information is there ever information you get that you go i gotta stay away from that oh yeah all the time and it's nothing like this this is like child's play compared really? to like some of the things oh yeah for sure mm -hmm. this is this is nothing i didn't think twice when i read it i actually um if it's a tiktok that's going around and it's not true like i would love to say it's not true i also like to clear up rumors not only do I like to start right. rumors I like <laughs> I like to set the record straight like uh -huh. I'm not here to spread fallacies but nobody reads the retraction you know like rarely do people read the retraction do they true but I do post retractions mm -hmm. and I do I do correct myself all the time so like with the pegging thing you gotta you gotta remind people it was once it was I, I was young I was impressionable <laughs> um <laughs> all right <laughs> The next thing that I just quickly want to touch on before we get into the topics of the week. Um, did you see the movie Bros? I didn't. I'm a homophobe. Oh. <laughs> Jared. I'm kidding. That's not. the joke you have to make. Oh, God. I'm going to get so much shit for this. You don't understand. People take things literally. You need to that say you were joke. kidding. That was a joke. I, I, that was a joke. But everyone knows the story. I mean, if, any, if, I, if that joke can't be made here in the land of gossip where... He ha he Billy Eichner came out and said that if you were straight, you know, the straights didn't support it. And but I I was on the side of the marketing was kind of brutal. I, I never saw one. F I wanted to, I heard it was hilarious and they never released any of the funny scenes. It's really good. And I'm I'm a straight and I liked it and I'm like here to promote it. No, I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. So if you've seen the movie. Um, Luke McFarlane and Billy Eichner played love interests in the movie and mm. I had Billy Eichner um, on my live show and I like said to him a couple times I think there's something going on between you and Luke in real Ooh. life like okay. that's how good their chemistry is and, mm -hmm. and he's like yeah everyone said that you know they want us to be together but like I, I think it could be a possibility. So someone in the Q&A yesterday said I'm obsessed with the possibility of Luke and Billy 
as a real life couple any chance and a couple people saw that and um messaged in that right now they are in Australia okay. promoting the movie and they were spotted out at a bunch of popular gay bars together and some bougie restaurant doesn't mm. seem like they're hiding it now Billy did say that they do generally like each other and they like to hang out like independently of work or like, you know, they like to like go to dinner after an interview or whatnot. He did admit that, but I don't know. Like it's something's up. Well, I'll say this. Let me, I I guess I'll give some, um, I go on the road a lot. If you're with someone, you know, on the road, you spend time with them more than you would in, in your hometown. And I would assume Australia, they know less people than they would know here in Chicago. So the idea that they were hanging out a lot in Australia is actually more likely as friends than even here. Does that make sense? Yeah, but like you're now you're just like raining on my parade. I like I'm, not, to I'm, be just, together. I'm just trying I, to be realistic. I'm, I don't want to. No, you're know, right. I, I, and also, why would they have any reason to hide that? It's not like they're hiding some know. sort of weird pegging fantasy that they've held with them their whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> Jared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I have to make the joke. I'm sorry. I have to make every joke. I'm just saying the um, to me them like to me, I like I, you know, gay, you know, gay men like the, these two guys like I'm I would assume like maybe they have maybe they haven't. But it's more like it could be just more fluid than that of like friendship versus like, yeah, we hang out and we're in a faraway land. You know what I mean? Yeah, people in Australia are saying like that Billy has been spotted on Grinder. Ooh. In Australia. So, I mean, I guess he is single. Um for anyone wondering, he's single. He's on Grinder, but I don't know. Watch the movie. I definitely think like you know, if you don't want to go into the theaters to see it, I'm sure it'll be streaming somewhere soon. Definitely watch it. I feel like you would really like it. I have no doubt that I would. I I think they should have given us a little bit more of like a funny trailer as opposed to like you know i think what they did was a lot of like you're gonna be a good person for seeing this movie because it's the first of whatever you know of this type of movie on in a major way other than the fire island movie which i think was before it um yes but i i thought that was kind of a mistake i don't know like i people go to see funny movies especially in places where we're like new york where you're like i don't care is it funny you know yeah i agree well, just something to keep your eye on, guys. If you see the movie, let me know what you think. I think their chemistry is off the charts. Like, totally see them hooking up in real life. Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for are? sure, weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on. Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. 
<laughs> over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe body program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting room. That sounds amazing, especially for parents not having to yeah. leave home. Or people that work. Yeah. Having to get that appointment. How convenient. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year, like I said, with healthy lifestyle changes. It's important to note that you do have to pair both. Um, BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash do. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash D-E-U-X. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah. Saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this. Spot pet insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill. And you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to spotpet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Let's move on to the bigger topics. The first thing I want to talk about is the Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, nanny scandal. This caused a lot of confusion, and I just want to describe um, to you guys why it caused confusion. Um, Daily Mail released an article. The article was only available in the United States because of the freedom of speech laws in Europe. So... If you clicked the link that I posted for this article and did not live in the United States or were not in the United States, you could not read the article. So that is why I think so many people were confused about what happened. That is the first part of it. The second part of it is Daily Mail, in conjunction with the article, released a video of the nanny spilling even more secrets about the whole Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde situation and it was taken down completely an hour later, I think because 
lawyers got involved. It wasn't because of anything specific that she said. A lot of people were messaging me and they were like, is it because she mentioned Florence Pugh? Is it because of this? And I just want to say no. I think just in general, Daily Mail had to take it down. I had a snippet of the video up because in the video, she confirms that Harry Styles and Florence Pugh did in fact hook up before Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde got together. And that was something that I had said in a podcast episode this summer. So I was like, oh my God, like she's confirming the rumor that nobody believed when I said it. The nanny's fucking finally confirming it. So I felt like kind of vindicated. So I posted the clip and was I got a phone call. I can't say from who. And somebody was like, take this down. The lawyers are on a war path, like take it down. You shouldn't have this up. Who do you think's lawyers are more on the warpath? Is it Olivia? Olivia. Is- yeah. Olivia and Jason's. Well, no, but they don't share. a. Wouldn't you assume they have separate lawyers at this point? Yeah. I think both lawyers got involved. Oh, really? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, the video was like, it was crazy. So, you know, the good people of Twitter, mm. somebody highlighted all the points of the video. So if you missed the video, I'm going to just quickly read down a summary of the video. This isn't the article. This is the video. This is not my summary. This was somebody on Twitter. But just in case you guys missed it, which I know a lot of you did, um, I'm just going to read some bullet points. This is what the nanny claims in the video. The nanny claims Olivia stopped coming home as often when they started filming Don't Worry Darling. Olivia and the nanny had a conversation in which Olivia kept saying how she couldn't believe Harry was so young and she was very giddy. Olivia was coming around, but less and less. Olivia moved out and said it was because someone on set got COVID. Jason found Olivia's Apple watch and that's how he found out about Olivia's affair with Harry. Olivia told Jason that Harry and Flo were fucking a few weeks after Harry started filming. We don't know how true this is, but Flo also had a boyfriend at the time. Also in the video, the nanny alleges that Flo cheated on Zach Braff, basically. She like alleges this in the video. It's shocking. Mm. Um, A few weeks later is apparently when Olivia and Harry started. Jason and Olivia called things off in November Jason lost it and was out of his mind saying he wanted to get her back and have their family together. Olivia came to visit one night and made her favorite salad and took it and left without putting the kids to bed. And that's when Jason pieced everything together. Is that when the favorite salad, the salad dressing thing started? Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just love that there's one person out there like, what's the recipe? Like you're in the middle of this hot story. and they're Not like, one. <laughs> What's a that? million people, a million. not been, one person, a million is, people were like, what is this salad dressing recipe? I, I love yeah. the idea of that there's a million like-minded like aunt types that are just out there just like, well, what's the recipe? What is she doing? What is it? Is it low calorie? What's going on? You know, like it is such a hilarious side note to a story that became like the trending Twitter topic. And then Olivia like talked about it, didn't she? She talked about, she just attended an event last night Mm. for Elle magazine. And I think in her speech, I haven't seen it. I haven't read about it, but somebody just sent me a message that she, she spoke 
or alluded to the situation in a very eloquent and um, classy way, but I don't know exactly what she said. No, but she tweeted, like, if you want the recipe. Didn't she post an Instagram story? Am I... Making no, I think up? you're. I think that was fake. I don't think in the oh, okay. middle of a huge nanny scandal she would tweet, <laughs> well, "Hey guys, I, if you want the salad dressing <laughs> recipe, let I, me know." Well, that would be shocking to me and uh, kind of reinforce my opinions on the situation. No, Olivia is in crisis PR mode right now, and I don't think that mm. her team is advising her to tweet <laughs> about the salad dressing. I wouldn't think so. No, so somebody found a um, old Food Network video or article and she gave a recipe for a salad dressing so i'm assuming that's the salad dressing and i posted it and then people were like olivia ain't it you know this is fucking vinaigrette like they, <laughs> then they were like critiquing the fucking recipe and i was like oh god this is Isn't at least it's like in- lightening the mood the most internet thing ever this this salad yes. dressing gives everyone you know you know you know the fucking gives everyone covid you know you're like okay enough <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So back to the video. The last thing was um, Jason saw on Olivia's Apple watch that Olivia kissed Harry at a cast dinner in Palm Springs when they were filming. Um, Now, my whole question was to the universe. Why would the fucking nanny besides money, you know, and I have Mm. to say like these, these publications, they don't pay as much money as I think everyone thinks they do for Mm -hmm. these stories. So why would the nanny spill all this information? And somebody messaged me that they talked to somebody close to the situation. And I have like a little bit of insight. So I'm just going to read what they said. Um, Okay. The main reason of her doing the interview besides money is because the nanny felt betrayed by Jason and Olivia, mostly Olivia. Um, from what she said, she had a good relationship with both, but was closest with Olivia. And she always called her part of the family. We love you. Stuff like that. But then Olivia just vanished to frolic with Harry Styles. And Jason was spiraling, drinking, crying, and being belligerent, not towards the nanny or anyone. She was very specific that he wasn't aggressive towards her or anything, even though the reporter tried to push for that. But he was walking around the house, screaming a lot, cursing. The nanny was just hurled up with the kids most of the time, staying out of his way, which is obviously a very uncomfortable situation and frankly, not what she has paid for. But she stayed and didn't complain much because she felt like they needed her. And the whole we are like family bullshit. Then the London blowout and she was fired and forgotten about. And that's in the article. If you guys don't know what the London blowout is, I think um, there was a big incident in London and the nanny was fired. She got no severance, no extra salary and no apologies for this whole mess and all of the emotional crap. She was just completely discarded. I mean, this is the nanny side of the story, but that is her motivation. How old is the nanny? I mean, here's the problem with hiring, you know, the nanny. She could, you know, it doesn't matter how much money it is as long as she's getting out of the nanny game. Like if she's like, oh, I did this for a bit and I'm moving on to work, uh, you know, do real estate. What does she care? Let me take the extra hundred grand on the way out. This is like my bonus. That is my severance. Like I totally understand what she's doing. Like if I'm Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, I am hiring 
the oldest, most British nanny I have ever <laughs> met in my entire. Like I would be worried. I'd have to take care of the nanny. They would be so old. I would never. <laughs> I would never hire any nanny, male, female, they, them, whatever their background of any age under seventy years old. There's no possible way. Seventy. Yes, I would have to be feeding the nanny as they feed my child. I I want <laughs> I want Mrs. Doubtfire, but like yes, like old. You you can't hire young nanny because this young nanny, she gets to or he or whatever they are, they get to leave and go on to their next career. They were doing this to make some cash on the side in the summer that while they figured stuff out, you know. This I blame Olivia and Jason for this. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just I, I just think like you 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 can't be you need a nanny that's almost embarrassing to be out in public with. You need you, <laughs> you need a nanny that looks like a dinosaur. Like it can't be it can't be young hottie nanny no matter what. It's just you're 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 asking for trouble. No, I agree and. In the video, her face was silhouetted, so you mm. couldn't see her, but you could kind of see her. And yes, she did look young. Um, you know, she looked like she could be attractive. And the point you made is a point that a lot of people made, that that's why she did it. Because she was like, fuck you, like threw up her deuces. Like, I'm right. not going to be a nanny anymore. I might as well go up and like go out in a, you know, ball of fire. Well, nanny isn't coder. OK, let's get real here. You know, like nanny isn't like trying to find another job in Silicon Valley. Like it's right, not, you know, right. like it, it isn't like she has one specific skill. You are doing nannying to, like and, and if you are a career nanny, you wouldn't ruin your career. Exactly. Exactly. So she'll never be a nanny again is what the Olivia Wilde thing. And it might be my like straight male, um, like preconceived, you know, biases, but Every time her name comes up, there's something that's off. Like, it just seems like where there's Olivia, there's a 10-minute TikTok video of a woman telling you a story about Olivia. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think that this whole don't worry, darling drama of what happened and or what didn't happen um, leading up to the initial filming with Shia LaBeouf and what happened on set. I think that that was really bad for her reputation. Right. But no matter how before, you look at it, even before this, you would kind of hear like there was always something going on around her. Like, really? I didn't really hear that much about her before this. I had heard. I don't know. I It's just like and, and no story makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, now, you know, I agree now with she, that. You know, no. Now she's with. Who's she with now? She's with Mulaney, right? <laughs> Am I thinking of the same person? <laughs> you thought you brought this me whole on. You fucking... Whoa, 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 whoa. You thought this whole fucking time we were talking about Olivia Munn? No, I didn't. I No, no. Now yes, I'm, you I'm, did. I'm, no, no, no. I swear. Yes, you I, fucking did. I know. Olivia Wilde's the director. I know it's not Olivia Munn, but I do I do think Olivia Wilde has stuff that follows her. No, I, I messed this up. Because if Olivia Munn, I could see people making videos about and saying that she's problematic. I think the name. No, the pro the problem is the name Olivia. Anyone with the name Olivia <laughs> is an issue because that is a name that brings with it a lot of high end societal types and they get to fly under the radar and cause trouble. I do believe All it's right. the name of Olivia. That's that's the. OK, that's the, 
that's the uh, <laughs> that's the opinion. Um, okay, let's um, go back to the whole quickly. Let's just because I've talked I've talked about this so much. I've like talked it to death. It just mm. it doesn't go away. This is the story that will not go away. Just well, when you think you can't talk about this anymore, it comes up. Something else happens. Well, it is all so incestual not to, you know, or as some call it Canadian. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> because it, it does make sense that like if. If Harry was with Florence and Florence and then Harry hooks up with Olivia and Olivia's with Jason and then they do the movie together and then you have this like wild card and Shia LaBeouf like it, it all just kind of it, it, it is set for so many different tentacles don't you think? Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because somebody sent me Olivia's side of this whole situation, which I'd like to read this message um, mm. because I think this hasn't really been talked about at all. A lot, um, also, so here's the other thing. Here's the, uh, before you go, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I the the other thing Olivia Wilde does a lot of, and why I don't trust her is she does the, you know, the the opinion that can't be um, denied one opinion which is a lot of what people do in the like PR world is she'll be like, I can't, she'll do the thing where she'll go, I can't believe you're coming after a woman who's now a right. director who's come yes. this far in Hollywood. And whenever someone does that, I'm like, oh, you're trying to ward us off with a flame we can't touch. So I trust it less. Yeah, that's PR crisis like 101. Right. That's what they, that's what her PR team tells her to say. So that there's no rebuttal. Like, how do you, you can't say anything to that. You can't say anything to that. So, and, and she does that a lot is why I don't trust her. All right. Well, <laughs> let me just read this to okay. just put, to shine a different perspective on the situation. Somebody says to me, I know I've said this before, but I know from a credible source that Jason and Olivia had issues way before Olivia ever met Harry. Maybe they weren't broken up. Maybe they were trying to work on things. <laughs> Maybe Olivia was waiting for the right time to leave. But people who are close to Olivia were not surprised at all when Jason and Olivia split and were actually happy about it because Jason was not always good to her. He talked down to her. He was condescending and he was mean. I don't think Jason really thought she'd ever get the courage to leave him and he made her feel like she needed him, but I guess that's the Harry effect. Look, I think anyone would be distraught to learn Harry is the new man. This is the other side of it that we don't sure. know. Nobody talks about this. Well, I, I, I just know that if this was said on behalf of a man who cheated, no one would buy this. This explanation only works for a woman in this situation. I'm sorry to gender it, but I mean, if someone was like, you know, and uh, honestly, like what newsflash, uh, bad relationship ends in cheating. Like, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, no one's surprised whenever you're the friend that gets in, gets divorced. Your every friend goes, yeah, we saw it coming. So like this is kind of not really news. But then what they do is they have to go to the second level. They go, she, he always talked down to her. Like, they have to make it into this, you know, touching the edge of scandal that's like, we're not saying it was abusive, but we're just saying he talked down to her. Do with that what you may. And if the roles were reversed and no guy is given the benefit of the doubt on the relationship was bad. That's why he cheated. It just it never works that way, don't you think? Yeah, but I do also think that both can be true. That right. 
the roles don't, aren't reversed, but he still could have talked down to her and been demeaning to her. And she, right. she could have wanted to leave. And this was her escape. Her, her way out was, was with Harry. Those, I agree. You can't, and again, another thing you can't disagree with, another thing that lives in the moral, um, you know, moral high ground. And I just, you know, the, if a guy, if a guy said this, they'd go, well, why didn't you break up before you cheated if things were so bad? They would say that to a guy. That would be the response to like a comment yeah. like this. And I, which again, I, I'm not doubting both can be true. I, and I live, do you're totally right because I like, I like to live in that world. Both can be true. Yeah. I, I don't think it needs to be one way or the other. And you know, it also could be true that she did try to leave the situation and Jason made it difficult. Let's also not forget they had two kids. So that's, it's not just yeah. like a boyfriend and girlfriend or people dating or even an right. engagement. The the kids factor makes it a lot more complicated. And I people would are, and, and I would say our biases are set to believe Sudeikis more than Olivia because of funny. Sudeikis has made us laugh and Olivia hasn't really. We believe the funny one in these situations generally because it's just like it's not fair. It's just the truth. Right. But if also if you're an insider, if you work in Hollywood, you know that Jason Sudeikis doesn't have the best reputation. Oh, he doesn't. I didn't know that. I'm not saying he's evil or does anything nefarious. I'm just saying that. There's been talk of him. Um, I got there you. Was, yeah, there was talk about an expose that was supposed to come out a while ago about him. I don't know what was in the expose. It was just everyone was like, you know, whispering about this, like Jason Sudeikis expose. And um, it never came out. It got squashed. So I'm I've, assuming I, that there wasn't enough. It's interesting because I him. listen, I'm I, I hope people know that are listening. I am. I know I, I don't I, I'm just I haven't really read into any of this. I don't know anything, but I've always heard he's a nice guy. That's not the story I've heard just from like I've heard he's a nice guy. Like I've heard he's like fun to work with, but I don't know. You never know. No. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not a nice guy. I'm just saying there's other sides to him. Right. The way you made it was like, oh, he's funny and he seems like easygoing and funny that everyone believes him. And I'm just here to say like don't always take everything for face value oh of course that it's but more complicated than that. i'm speaking for like you know elaine living in des moines you know <laughs> well i'm speaking for her too well i'm just saying elaine in des moines who's just like i like him <laughs> you know like that's i mean there's more elaine's than there are hollywood insider person i i can't i literally can't wait for elaine to message me <laughs> there's gonna be someone named elaine who lives in des moines i live in des moines and i love deadline <laughs> and i'm hot on all the scoops so i guess the comedian was wrong yeah can't generalize anything elaine who loves the big bang <laughs> theory doesn't know that jason sudeikis has once yelled at a PA. <laughs> I'm dying at the deadline. Listen. I'm dying at the deadline mention. Right. Um, <laughs> so many people forward me deadline shit. Yeah, that's all. Um, that's all you see. I, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's um, move on to James Corden. Who got banned and then unbanned from Balthazar because Keith McNally is a fucking pussy. I'll say it. Wow. Like, he, I don't give a shit. Listen. Moy coming out hot. 
I mean, come on. You rip someone on Instagram right. and then he calls you and apologizes and then you post, oh, James Corden called me and now everything's okay. That makes you think that this is what a 30-year-old restaurant does to get like talked about again. Like I haven't heard of Baltazar since I was coming here interning, you know, in college. Listen, I I report on celebrity sightings weekly, mm. and there is still an influx of celebrities who dine really? at Balthazar. A lot of my followers go to Balthazar. I've been to Balthazar. It's a fine restaurant. I don't think Keith needed to go on his Instagram and, you know, post about James. He's he's a pot stirrer. He does this all the time. There's other shit that he's posted to stir the pot. So, but my point is, like, don't back down. Like, right. you know what I Hold mean? Hold on like, to it. Yeah. Why? I, so I've I've heard that James Corden isn't exactly the greatest guy in the world. I, I have heard. No, that, but he, he also puts. Yeah. Stand ups on his show all the time. So stand ups never even say anything about him. You know what I mean? Uh, and he's nice to them. If you give someone time on your late night show, people generally like you more than they won't like you. But I, I bad to wait staff is really kind of the worst type. I think the worst. And the it's worst. like it's like the worst reputation you could have, you know, other than maybe a finger in the butt during a blowjob or <laughs> anal play as a pegging. straight man or pegging. But um, all right, let me let me wait, let me read because some of these are like crazy. Not crazy, just funny. The so obviously like James Corden gets called out. I've posted about James Corden before, and I will say that people do come to his defense. There are people that have encountered James Corden who have had pleasant experiences. Of course, but that even but like if you all it takes is, you know, how many times do? How many times have you yelled at someone on the wait staff? Like in your life? Never. Never. Ne- so literally like, never. So if there's 3 people talking about this, that means there's 6 that have had it. And that's a thousand, six hundred times more than I've ever had in my life. So I can't, you know, it. it I, I don't know it, when you. And it happened when he was famous, not even not famous. So if I, I, I tend to believe the negativity about him more than the people that say a good thing. Like, oh, he get, he pressed twenty percent at the for the barista at Starbucks. It's like I don't buy that. That story doesn't. Who gives a shit? Like. <laughs> That's easy. It's pressing a button. They flipped over the iPad. He did one thing. You know, for for him to have multiple people say, like, really negative and nasty things about him. Also, as someone myself who deals with their own weight issues, not a good look to be a guy, you know, the, be a bigger guy who yells at weight stuff. It's very futile. It's very, like... I think of him as a, you know, like a, like a, 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 a bratty prince almost. It's, mm. it's a bad mm-hmm. look. Like, this is what I imagine every time I think of James Corden. Where yelling. did you get? Okay, you guys, Jared just put on a king's. Where'd you get a king's hat? I'm the board lord. Where'd you I get a crown? charcuterie. I'm a, I'm known as the board lord. You don't know this, do? No, I'm oh, sorry. This is what I'm infamous for other than uh, straight male ass play. Um, <laughs> like, what isn't this a bad look? Like, I'll have more French fries, you know? <laughs> yes, it is yeah, a, bad a bad look. look. Um, but I, but what I wanted to say was that James has in the past, like, he's admitted that he's been an asshole and he's been going to therapy to better mm. himself. So, all these stories oh, I think are a little always, bit that's bullshit, too. Well, you can't say anything to that either, you know? Like, I what are you did. gonna say? He 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 didn't <laughs> just did. 
He didn't say it before this came out. Yes, he did. He said when? it before this came out. Oh, he, he did? said it a while ago. Yeah. So let well, me just read. Okay. Obviously, I got a bunch of like DMs about James Corden. Let me just mm. read a couple. Somebody says, um, I saw your James Corden post. I met him in 2016. He is a piece of shit. He's a cheating. <laughs> he's a cheating, gross human. He was making out with his co-star in the middle of this club. And we all thought it was his wife. His wife is at home pregnant. He was filming in the area and she was staying in the hotel while he was grinding on his co-star rude and nasty man here's another one which i loved this one um i got married at the soho house in england and, and their resident dj who played at our wedding told us the worst person in all his years of djing that he ever met was james corden who was rude and aggressive one new year's eve demanding he play bruno mars uptown <laughs> funk and when the d <laughs> This is insanity. <laughs> and when the DJ refused, Mr. Corden got very aggressive and threatening. Play up down funk. Now, if I don't hear Bruno Mars, I will leave here. Please get me my doggy bag. That's your James Corden impression? That's all I got, do. I'm not an impressionist. I feel like it could be better. Of course it could. Here's another one. This one. Ooh, this one's good. Okay. I sat next to James Corden a couple months ago at Sunset Tower. Literally the day before it was announced he had COVID, yet he was out. Legit next morning, just Jared and all the outlets announced he was positive with COVID. He was talking so much shit about people so loudly, <laughs> even though it was quiet. It was just my table basically next to him. This guy is a real piece of work. He was talking shit about the Beckhams, how they've been trying for years to make their kids famous, blah, 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 to how shitty the network was, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Ta first of all, talking shit about the Beckhams, like... Don't come after our queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do not come right, after VB. Not. Come on. Do not come after VB. No, don't do that to us. I don't know. It's so it, you, the people that write in are funnier are as funny as the stories. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I love my followers. They're like the best. Yeah. Like they are so passionate that you like. Oh, yeah. You, like I it, it's funny because every time you read someone's DMs, like I'm like it could go anywhere and I wouldn't be surprised if they were like. And then James came over to my table, took his hand grabbed one of my French fries and said, these are shit and spit it in my face. I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, like, that's what I mean. Like, that's why I love getting like these perspectives, like mm. real people's perspectives. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's the crux of my account. And it's, right. it is funny. It can be hilarious. But um, it would make me anxious. It makes me a little anxious. It makes you anxious. Why? I don't know. You don't know. Like, you know, like anyone. That's the thing. Like, as anyone can say something. Oh, he was an asshole. Like. He was an asshole. We, you know, I don't know. What, what was he going through that day? I, I, I again, six, if, if it's more than once to a wait staff, I tend to believe it. But if it's like, you know, how do you discern between someone that's just didn't get the acknowledgement they wanted and true assholery? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, I never base my own opinions on like one person's account. 
because like you said, the, the celebrity could have been having a good day or a bad day. But when you get tons of similar situations, mm. then you start to deduce like, okay, this celebrity is an asshole. Right. And, right. you know, I feel like I, I have at this point been doing this consistently enough and long enough to mm-hmm. make those assumptions about some people. Some people are still a mystery. Right. You have a professional opinion that's formed based off of your experience and kind of the tenor of what these things that go out there's a lot of responsibility in that I would assume yeah and like that's why like you know a lot of people in the beginning when I started this would be like can you list all the nice celebrities and all the not nice celebrities (laughs) and I would like start to do it and then and then at one point I was like this is ridiculous like who am I to say like these people are nice and these people are not nice what are you Santa Claus Like what is this? I I I just don't like the simplicity of that because that means there's no retribution. What gets no, someone off no, the no. naughty list? What gets someone on the nice list? When do you you know what? When is Yom Kippur for Demois? Like when do we get to repent and clean the slate? You know, like there's got to be a Demois Yom Kippur. That'd be a fun event for you to do. <laughs> Not that you know anything about that based on your history. I love that you're trying to get me to admit that I'm Jewish. I Um, I don't need you to. Okay. (laughs) The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all of their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Let's quickly talk about BravoCon. Mm. Which I asked you if you attended. You said no. No. Um, they don't. Uh, they, they're anti-male, straight male ass play in that building. I feel like they'd be they really the into, into straight male <laughs> ass play in that building. 
Are you kidding me? They said, no, your people must leave. I feel like you would be, and I told you this before we started recording, like a great Bravo commentator. I want to take over for Andy Cohen. I'll say it right here. Let me let me put it out into the universe. Andy's getting up there. He's got kids. I'll take over. I, I, I'd love to mix it up on stage with these housewives. I feel like they would be into you because you're like a cute young guy. I'm not that young for that long. I, they better hurry up. <laughs> All right. Somebody, somebody sent in this blind item. I'm going to read it quickly um, because a lot of people think it's Chrissy Teigen. Okay. Mm. Um, it says staff was talking all weekend about a well-known attendee at BravoCon being insufferable to anyone that crossed their path, demanding gift bags for her whole entourage, forcing the production staff out of their workspace so she could change outfits and clearing two front rows at panels, which had barely enough seats as it was. Okay, so somebody Mm. wrote me and said, that Bravo tea is about Chrissy Teigen. While all of us waited in lines for hours, she and her entourage would waltz in right before a panel or photo op started and would need to clear rows even though thousands of us were getting shut out of panels due to lack of space. Um, somebody else said it was Teresa and then somebody else said it was Teddy Mellencamp. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Who do you think, who could you see doing that? Um, I couldn't see Chrissy Teigen doing that, to be honest. Here's the only reason I could see Chrissy Teigen doing it is she, as far as the totem pole is concerned of celebrities, like she's the most legit there of those names that you just said, like not in the Bravo world, but in the, you know, the 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 larger world like when you're the biggest celebrity at an event like that you kind of know who the biggest celebrity at an event like that is so right. like she's the biggest person there whether people like that or not or want to or want to believe that or not she is outside you know the bravo people are bravo people but if you exist if my mom knows who you are and doesn't watch bravo that means you're bigger than bravo and i would assume and and just the way humans work. And if she's kind of like one of those people that like takes over a front row, she's like, uh, of course I'm taking off a front row here. They're lucky to have me here. I'm not lucky to be here. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. Like Chrissy is in the world of they're lucky to have me here. Not. I can't wait to be there. Craig and Austin can't wait to be at BravoCon. They can't wait to take pictures with everyone. They're going to be the nicest people in the world because they feel lucky to be there and they're growing their brand and they know they are. Chrissy, this doesn't help her as much as she helps them. So I would assume that's where that kind of like bravado would come from. But that's the only reason I'm making that assumption. I was surprised to see Chrissy there. I didn't really understand the connection because I don't think she's someone, I mean, unless I missed it, I don't think she's someone that talks about housewives a lot. So I didn't understand why she was there. Um, The other half of the blind item says another big topic was about a housewife that has been off our screens for a few years that we'll see again very soon. She missed her photo op that people waited hours for. And when it was her time to visit the VIP room, she faked a stomach ache and sat in her room. Um, Somebody says the Bravo star who was off our screens is about Phaedra. She missed her photo op on day one, but honestly, she ended up being the sweetest one, caught her at the merch booth, and she took a pic with me and hugged me. If anything, Luann and the Gorgas were the rudest, purposely late to their photo ops, and then would leave after five minutes. Luann wanted nothing to do with her fans for the most part. Also, pretty much any mention of Rinna was met with intense booing. She didn't show her face for anything other than the Beverly Hills panel. I will say that I did see pictures of Luann 
um, having a lot of fun with her fans. So mm. maybe this person caught her at a bad time. And I will say, listen, the Gorgas, I don't know if you watch New Jersey Housewives, the Gorgas have a lot in their plate right now. Like, well, I'll give I'll a give, lot. I'll give my opinion that means nothing. I've met Luann. Couldn't have been more surprised by how cool she was. She yes. was like the coolest, not like the whole thing. Cause I just assume she's going to be the, what, what is she? The, the countess, the countess. I, the whole countess thing was like what I was told about her. And then she showed up and she was wonderful and like cool and down to earth. That's my own experience with her. Gorgas. I don't know them. I don't watch the show. So of course I know nothing, but any per, uh, anyone who would get on stage and call themselves a stand-up comedian who doesn't do the work to become a stand-up comedian, I think less of. Um, so mm. he's so to me, you have to have a certain type of delusion to take people's money um, <laughs> by going on stage and calling it stand-up. If he said it was story time with him, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> but as as someone who goes on stage every night of his life it's a little insulting to the ticket buyer and to the other comedians who do this every night i totally see that point did mm. you see any of his act did you see like any clips i don't of- i don't have to see it to know it's god awful <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i just know i work too hard at this to be okay and he doesn't work at all at it to so that means he's bad at it and that's okay okay if anyone who starts stand up should be bad at it but if you start stand up and day one you go, it'll be $50 a ticket, you're kind of a dick and delusional. Right. In my opinion. Okay. I see where you're coming from. I mean, the reason I think the Gorgers were having a hard time is because their whole beef with Teresa. Mm. And then I don't know if you saw it was like on page six and a lot of people reported on um, one of the other cast members throwing a drink at Joe Gorga. Somebody caught it on tape wow. at the after party, which, you know, I thought was a little... Joe, much the camera the cameras weren't even rolling and right. she threw joe a drink has t- joe has time to be at caroline's comedy club on on time uh when people are paying for a ticket and he's late when people aren't so that shows you what he you know how he operates unpopular opinion i mm. i don't like know melissa him. gorga yeah sure. i like melissa gorga i don't know if that's an unpopular opinion but i'm not i like both i like Teresa and melissa gorga um, I wish they would make up and be friends again. Um, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But that's I, all the BravoCon info I even have. Oh, uh, I mean, it looked fun. It looked like when I saw them, there were a few Instagram stories that I saw that they were showing a preview and it was legitimately like they were premiering a Marvel superhero movie preview. Like I couldn't believe the energy there. So it looked like a good time. Yeah, it was insane. Um, okay, the last thing I quickly want to talk about, I don't have a lot of information, but for some reason, and maybe it's because he has a new movie coming out, I've been getting a lot of questions about George Clooney. And, um, you know, I don't hear that much about him. I mean, I hear he's a nice guy. I don't hear that much about his marriage. I hear that it's pretty rock solid. I think that there are certain things about George Clooney people won't speak about and if you guys were in my live last night we touched on that a little bit um but I asked around I'm like what's up with George and somebody Mm. sent me this message um one thing to note about George is that he has like famous friendship phases like spurts where he'll be super super close to someone and then it just sort of fizzles out and it's over he used to be super super tight with Brad Pitt then it died down 
Then it was all about John Krasansky, and then that died way down. There's never a big falling out. It's just like there's summer camp besties or something. And when it's over, it's sort of done. Even with Julia Roberts, who is generally a pal, they aren't as tight. He sort of cycles in and out of these famous pairings. And I get the sense Amal is never a big part of them either. So he's a friend jumper. Well, I, I can I give an opinion from my point of view? I, as, as a single man in his late 30s, um, that's how male friendship works. Like, if you're single, you got time for your friends, you'll spend a lot of time with them. He's in a relationship. He's in a, you, as you said, a, it seems rock solid, his, 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 his marriage. He ain't going out with the boys anymore. He ain't, he doesn't got time for Krasinski hang. I, I, that is very akin to my friendships with my male friends. And so I, I, to me, it's not, there's no, like, I've never had like a friend of mine go, you haven't spent time with me. We haven't even caught up. Like that's never happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the, the what that what person who email or messaged you is describing as male friendship to me and and then the minute you get in a relationship you never see the guy again so that that makes sense see i read it as like what's good for george like in the moment as far as like publicity for whatever project he's working on then that's who he's focusing on like if oh, he's like sure. promoting if he's promoting like oceans, whatever number they're on with Brad Pitt, like they're besties. Do you know what I mean? Right. And um, I'm sure, but I'm sure there is no harm, no foul in when they no. talk oh. for, for a year. Like I have besties that no. I have from college that I haven't spoken to since college. If I saw them tomorrow, it would be, we would look like we have our fingers up each other's asses for the day. You in, and I would like it. <laughs> I mean, how long are you going to be thinking about that blind item reveal about you? I don't know how, if I'm going to even uh, I'm going to I'm, I'm debating cutting it out. But I, at this point, I really don't care. Like, what what's to care about? I mean, It'd you be, cleared it up. If I anything, it should stay in because right. people were spreading rumors that you, you were into that. So listen, I'm not saying I'm not into it. I you know, it was, uh, you know, but the idea that I'm like out here fiending with a with a dildo in my hand looking for someone to wear it like that's a little much are you on any of the apps i'm on hinge um okay i'm on instagram um that's about it yeah because as i tell my listeners every second you don't need the dating apps you said you mentioned instagram well I, because I was people use joking, instagram people no people use, use uh, celebrities use instagram as a dating app I some today t- I just saw a, a example of it today. Somebody well, sent Levine. me a celebrity. No, it wasn't Adam <laughs> Levine. A celebrity slid into their DMs. Like it happens all the time. You don't need to be on Raya. Here's the thing. You don't need to be on Raya, but also like if if you're going to approach someone with a large following, I always I say this on the podcast or if you approach any man on Instagram, you know, you got to have an open profile and you got to like make it so what you see is something is what they can see. A lot of women half shoot their shot and then pat themselves on the back afterwards. And then they didn't really shoot their shot. It's got it. And I know why they do that. They're protecting themselves. But what you end up doing is getting no plan made. You get kind of half promises. You get because a lot of guys like on the spectrum. 
they don't just like they're not going to like go let's go get dinner right now if they if you give a little hint they'll kind of slow play it so if you want a real answer you got to have your profile open pictures there to see you got to send a message that says hey if you want to get a drink i'm down here's my number or maybe not make a plan and i'm in like be direct that's really good advice i really appreciate you right. giving that advice because people ask me all the time. I mean, celebrity specific, but they ask me all the time, like, how do I slide into a celebrity's DM? What do I say? Well, what celebrity would, uh, you know, the celebrity's biggest concern is getting talked about here in a negative way. <laughs> right. So right. if you think of it that way, why should they trust you if they can't see a full life in front of them? Also, like age, that's a big part of it. You know, you want to be able to see kind of how they're living. And I'm no I'm no celebrity at all. Like I <laughs> believe me, I'm shocked to have been reported on by you three times. That's crazy. But I I would say like when I have messages sent to me that are just like, hey, and it's a private profile, I go, delete, get out of here. Who do you think you are? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so aggressive. No, but it's wonder, like, who okay, do you wait, think wonder- you are? What oh, you said hi? Oh, good. You were brave today. But like that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> What about if, how about a hey if their profile's open? Is hey enough? No. It's got to be, okay. it's got to be more direct. It's got to be hey, um, always, you know, be hat in hand. You're coming and knocking on my door. Hey, um, I really enjoy your stuff. Also, you got to be following. <laughs> that's another thing. If you don't follow, oh. I go, I don't trust it at all. Oh, okay. That's, so, a, that's also really good advice. Right. If you're not following, I go, what are you doing here? You don't know, you, you know, you have no knowledge of my stuff. And then if you follow and you go, hey, I've been like, I, I really enjoyed you on that podcast. I thought you were really funny. Like every person who puts stuff out publicly is a narcissist and wants to be complimented on the thing that you found them from. So if you're sitting there playing tough to get when you're the one messaging them again, I have to ask you, who do you think you are? Aggressive. it's not aggressive it's true you don't agree with it's that it's kind of no i agree with it but like who do you think you are like well it, it, it makes so me aggressive. think of the person negatively i'm like wait a minute you, you know I, I one time i was at a show and i came off stage and i got slipped a number okay which i and i made eye contact with this woman and i was like she's hot i was totally into it and then i a number and an instagram handle so i messaged the instagram handle like hey what's up and then we exchanged numbers. And then she texted me like something like to the effect of, you know, I'm funny, too. And it's like, goodbye. Like, yeah. I'm out. Like, I don't yeah. care. Show me on the date. Like, be fun here. Be positive here. But like, you know who you know who doesn't say they're funny? The funniest people in the world. Nobody yeah. thinks they're funny. The people who say they're funny are the least funny people I've ever met. So I I you know, it's. You have to remember kind of the dynamic here. And people always talk about like the power dynamic with like the Adam Levine thing. It's like he knows that, too. It goes both ways, I do believe. A hundred percent. Well, we're out of time and I appreciate us ending on like some good, solid, like actual practical advice that right, like my listeners can use because Honestly, I get asked that question all the time. People beg me for Raya passes. And I'm like, you don't need, <laughs> you don't need Raya. It. Just use Instagram and, and have an open profile and have like something interesting to say. Be, be direct. But if, if you say to someone, and this is stuff we talk about on the UUP podcast all the time. This is the type of advice we give. This is the type of talk we have. Um, and on the podcast, I always say like, you know, the problem with if you're a woman, I can only speak from the male perspective. If a woman approaches me, 
You know, I'm looking at her pictures. I want to know what I'm getting into. I'm going to look at you like I'm looking at a dating app. And then I'm going to go to you and respond or not. And if you write, hey, I think uh, I really laughed a lot listening to you on a podcast and I would love to get a drink sometime, make a plan and I'm in. I don't really have a wiggle room. If I just go, well, what have you been up to this weekend? Then I'm really not making I didn't do what you just asked for. So you should leave because a lot of men will just be okay with the option. So you have to be aware of that. Well, you mentioned you have a podcast. I'm assuming mm. you talk about um, this a lot in your podcast. Tell everyone where they could find you and your podcast and your At shows. Jared Freed on Instagram. You Up Podcast is the podcast. I do it with Betches. It's every Wednesday and Sunday. We talk about dating, modern dating. We talk about this stuff. So this is uh, right in the wheelhouse. But uh, this was such a fun time. Thank you so much for having me, too. Thank you so much for being here. And where can people see you perform stand-up? Oh, I'm at the Comedy Cellar all the time. I'm at all the clubs in the city. Um, if I, yeah, I guess this goes all over the country. I'm going to be in Baltimore this weekend. I'm going to be in Richmond. I'm in Boston. I just added a second show in Boston at the Wilbur Theater. Um, I'm taping a special in New York that's already sold out in a half hour, which is like unbelievable. Wow, congrats. Um, thank you. I'm going to be in Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia, Miami for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be in Miami. Uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday, like the weekend after Thanksgiving. So if you're at, with your family or just around that town, I'll be there all weekend. I got multiple shows. So go to jaredfreed.com for tickets, jaredfreed.com for tickets, or my Instagram, it's all there. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for being here, and thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios, Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, you can also follow me on Instagram at DeMois.